Hi, and welcome to The Book Place. I'm Salem Buchanan. And I'm Mercy Case. We're two sisters talking all things books, reading, and what's bringing us joy right now. Each episode, we'll talk about our current reads, have some bookish discussion, and tell you about our favourite things. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of the Book Place podcast. You are here with Mercy and Salem. Hello. Hi, I'm here. How are you, Salem? <laughs> Sorry, I threw it to you just so quickly. Yeah. Um, we are very excited to be here today. We are, as usual, talking about our current reads and our bookish discussion this week is part two of a series that we started last year, which was Unpopular Bookish Opinions, which was one of our favourites. So and fun to do as well. So fun. <laughs> and so we're bringing strong opinions. That's right. We're bringing it back. Um, and then, of course, we'll be talking about what's bringing us joy. Now, before we start, Sale, mm. I have to share some news. Yeah. We have just hit our one-year anniversary of the podcast, which Woo-hoo! is very exciting. I feel so proud of us. I'm proud of like, us too. I, we literally thought when we started last year that we would go 10 episodes. Yeah. So, like, and like maybe that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, we have done very well, I think. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's give ourselves <laughs> accolades. <laughs> On that very positive note, uh, we just want to let you know that we have made the decision to actually finish up the podcast so we will be having one more episode after this one so um there'll be sort of our our last one year what we've what we've learned looking back on the podcast kind of episode after this um and just the reason for that is you know the season we started in in back in covid last year uh it was very different to kind of where we are now um sales working i'm working more um oh rude uh, that, <laughs> I realized that came out as I was saying it quite offensively. No, it's fine. Uh, it's true. You have four children, so you are always working. I'm just going to put that in there. Thanks. Now you are working oh, outside of the home. Great. Uh, and I have changed jobs a little bit and gone to full time work. So um, just the season that we are in is uh, we full. It is full, full, and we've just made the decision to um, wrap up this part of our lives but the the instagram will still keep going so you know <laughs> you might get a book recommendation once a month <laughs> maybe because we're so good online we're so awesome on insta yes not. at the bookplace.pod in case you're wondering <laughs> uh but maybe we'll be better now so who knows <laughs> maybe we'll miss it and we'll be yeah. more on there um and we will we will really miss it yeah um, we it's will it's been so much fun but we'll talk more about that next episode we just wanted to let you know that one more episode to go and then we are wrapping up the book place sad sad cue sad yeah strings (laughs) anyway shall we get into our we should on that very sad note let's get into our current reads so why don't you kick us off okay i'd love to all right i read the midnight library by matt haig Mm -hmm. and as i was preparing for this week i thought it might just be best i don't normally read from online like the synopsis from online but oh, yeah. I think in this case it might explain it a lot better than you okay. than me <laughs> rude <laughs> just so rude to each other than you okay, okay so I'm just going to do a little snippet yeah great um from Goodreads so between life and death there is a library and within that library the shelves go on forever every book provides a chance to try another life you could have lived 
to see how things would be if you'd made other choices. Would you have done anything different if you had the chance to undo your regrets? Somewhere out beyond the edge of the universe, there is a library that contains an infinite number of books, each one the story of another reality. One tells the story of your life as it is, along with another book for the other life you could have lived if you had made a different choice at any point in your life. Wow. While we all wonder how our lives might have been, what if you had the chance to go to the library and see for yourself? Wow. That yes. would have been hard to explain. It I would agree. have, and I would have butchered it. And so. also, does some, has someone ever told you you should read audiobooks? <laughs> I would, I, that is like literally, sorry, <laughs> side note. It would be an awesome job, I That think. would be an amazing job. It would be job. super hard, but yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, people say it would be hard, though. What's hard about it? That's what I want to know. Voice fatigue. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're anyway. not right. It would be long days for sure. Anyway, keep going. Back to this. So we have our protagonist of the story is Nora Seed. She She's the one, um, obviously, this book is about. And we really get to see, as it says, there is a time between life and death where she gets to um, time travel. It's like this alternate reality, mm-hmm. universe, fantasy, universe, yep. time travel narrative. Wow, so um, many <laughs> descriptions. <laughs> Where she gets to explore different lives, depending on how different choices that she would have made during life. So like season six of Lost. (laughs) Yes, it it did remind me a little bit of that, to be honest. Yes. Um, So that was really fun in this book. Mm. Now, a little bit of a warning. I nearly didn't finish this book because the first hour or so of the audio, I really... um, only listen to because I was on a long trip and I had the time. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of a trigger warning for depression and mm-hmm. suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts and mm-hmm. things like that, which to be honest, the first hour I was like, this is not at all what I expected. Yeah. And I did not want this in a book. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad I did pick it back up again because after that it really got fun and yeah. you got to experience her lives, lives as she experiences being she gets to be like an Olympic medalist oh, and a cool. uh, glaciologist. She's wow. in one life. She's a um, married um, business owner of a winery. And oh, fun. <laughs> so it's actually really fun. And yeah. it's like, who hasn't thought about yeah. living different lives? Yeah, like, totally. oh, imagine we'd, if I'd done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so that part was really fun. It was a little bit um, predictable. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. and it was quite um, – deeply philosophical as yeah, well. Right. But that's okay. I really mm. I enjoyed it. It was like a solid three and a half stars for okay, me. Good. So it was a good book. Nice. Yeah. Recommend. What was it called again? The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Nice. How about you? Kick us off on your first one. Well, my first one were is called <laughs> was. Uh Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. Now oh. I cannot believe I haven't talked about Lisa Jewell on the podcast before well, because I love her and Dude. I've read several of her books. Yes. This is on my TBR. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm surprised from, that you've read her too. Really? It's from uh, the Currently Reading podcast. Great. And I literally downloaded it that day on Audible <laughs> and read it in about two or three days. Oh, yeah. Um, recommend on Audible because it's British. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. Um, and all of them are set in like London. But yeah, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, I cannot believe I haven't talked about her because I really do. She's just a solid. Yeah, right. Good one. I've never read any of hers. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. Okay, so uh, all of her books are in the mystery thriller category, but 
soft thrill, thriller, if that makes sense. We're not at like Gone Girl level. Yeah, right. You know what gritty. I mean? So gritty, not so gritty. Yeah, not so gritty. Great. Uh, this is the story of Ellie Mack and her mum, Laurel. So in 2005, Ellie is a 15-year-old uh, student and she disappears without a trace on the way to a library Ooh. in the morning. We've yes. got a theme. We've, We've got, got a theme. We have a theme. <laughs> and everyone assumes that she's run away. We should have talked about libraries today. <laughs> we should have talked about libraries. We've so many. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Um, but that, the- that theory that she's run away has never really sat right with her mum, Laurel, because she just is like, that wouldn't happen. She was so happy, blah, blah, blah. Um, cut to 10 years later. And the Mac family have all been hit pretty hard by Ellie's disappearance. There's strains between parents and children. And we discover that Laurel and her husband have divorced. And she's just kind of going through the motions of her days, still living in the past because they don't actually have closure Mm. about what has happened. Until one day she meets a lovely man and strikes up a romantic relationship. Mm. Um, And she meets his (laughs) precocious but a little bit unusual young daughter. Um, and she's struck by how much this young girl looks like Ellie. Um, and all her old questions come flooding back about what really happened 10 years ago. (sighs) If that hasn't made you want to read it, nothing will. (laughs) No, that was probably not the best, but, uh, it's really good. And it even is like, it almost made me tear up in some parts. I'm not going to lie. Like it was sad in some parts, but, uh, there was a part right near the end that made me gasp as I was driving my car because it's a like it's shocking news mm. but it's delivered almost so casually yeah that's and it was like wait what yeah um and I just wasn't expecting it so just for those who need to know this I'm not giving any spoilers but there are some really sad parts but it has a hopeful ending Great. so just Always for those who hopeful. need to know that is it fiction Oh, it's fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, do, I thought it was. I Sorry, thought, yeah, it yeah. is fiction. Sounded a little. Realistic. It could be real life, you know. <laughs> uh, but it was really, really good. So mm. that was "Then She Was Gone" by Lisa Jewell. Great. Mm. Radio. Well, my second uh, current read is called. It's a nonfiction mm-hmm. called "I Survived" by Victoria Sillias. The subtitle is "I Married a Charming Man and Then He Tried to Kill Me." A wow. true story. I feel like there is a really a theme of libraries and <laughs> domestic <laughs> like noir. noir. <laughs> it's really hard to say the word. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah, so this is a um it's one I actually I rarely get books like this, but it's one I just saw on Audible and I was like, that looks really interesting. And something after I'd seen that, you know when something else happens and you're like, Oh, that's that book mm, I saw on mm-hmm. Audible. So then I purchased it. Well, I used one of my credits. Obviously. <laughs> and um, anyhow, so um, Victoria Sillias is like an uh, – she was in the army um, in the 2000s sort of era. She's a physio, so not like a, a militant soldier or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But she met and fell in love with and married Emile Sillias, who was also in the army. Mm. Um Anyway, what followed was a very tumultuous relationship and fraught with financial troubles and emotional abuse, but it is told through her eyes. So while you're looking in like as a spectator, Mm. you clearly see what's going on, but obviously she at the time did not realise. So this is what is so hard with domestic abuse and things Mm. like that. Um, And... 
it tells the story of how he attempted her murder, mm-hmm. not once, but twice, wow. and how she survived it. Wow. I don't want to give too much away because it is a, like a crazy story. Yeah. Um, but it is true. It was... Australian or American? She's a Scottish lady in the oh, UK. I, sh- I should not have assumed it was one of those two. I'm so sorry <laughs> to our UK listeners. <laughs> um, also UK, so great audio. Uh, yeah. It was audio as well that great. I listened to. Um, but it was really um, insightful mm. to be, obviously, like I said, it's in her words, so you're really getting getting her point <laughs> really of view. Really getting it. Really getting her point of view yeah. and her stance on things. And sometimes it's surprising by how it seems like how permissive or how um, gracious she is towards him, even after it has been proven that he was, he's was he been accused and is in prison now. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, she is quite gracious towards it yeah. and doesn't write in a in a harsh way but very factual okay and um just her perspective it yeah, was right. really really good cool really hard obviously yeah, because yeah. it's an awful subject but very intriguing and interesting so that yes. was i survived by victoria Sillias. all right so my second one is before the fall by noah hawley this has been sitting on my shelf for years. <laughs> I literally bought it years ago. Um, and I need to just cushion my opinion of this because this is my bedtime book, <laughs> you know, the one that's <laughs> on your bedside table. And it honestly, it's taken me weeks to read because I was barely getting through a page, maybe a paragraph <laughs> before I fell asleep. I'm, I'm sorry for all the insomniacs out there. Falling asleep is not one of my weaknesses. <laughs> Um, so I read a chunk at the beginning that really got me into it and then it really slowed down. And then I read a chunk at the end just so I could finish and move on to my next book. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Noah Hawley is the author and he created the TV show Fargo, oh. which won a bunch of awards. And this book has been beloved by many people as well. I am not one of those people. Oh, I did not love it. No. The premise, I think because I was disappointed by the premise, the premise is great and it could have been amazing. Tell us what it is. So 11 people board a private plane in Martha's Vineyard going back to New York after summering in the Hamptons, not the Hamptons, in Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Um, But 16 minutes later, the plane crashes into the ocean. Only two people survive, a struggling painter who was a last-minute addition to the flight and um, a four-year-old boy who was the very rich Wall Street couple's child. Mm. They're the only two survivors. So it's very much a character-driven book, which, you know, check number one, (laughs) Uh, where it all starts to fall apart. But we go back and forth between all the passengers' backstory and how they ended up on the flight and then current day where um, the adult survivor, Scott, um, is facing a bit of a media storm because um, some of the passengers, it turns out, were about to have some legal charges brought against them, sort of some scandals broke just before boarding. And so it's like, was this a mechanical error? Is this something more sinister? What happened? You know, and they couldn't find the wreckage of the plane because it was in the ocean, etc. Um, so even with that kind of amazing setup, you know, the whodunit situation, <laughs> I just couldn't get into it. It really dragged. 
And I found myself not invested in anyone because it jumped around so much between their stories because there was obviously 11 people on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt I f- the more I think about it, I think it would be better as a movie or like a mini series because it's mm-hmm. almost written in some pl- in some parts, can't speak today, like a bit of a screenplay. Um, but then in some parts it's also really prosy. So, like, there's this whole paragraph about a toaster. <laughs> and I'm like, that added nothing to the story, you know. And it's like this weird mix of, like, is this a thriller? Is it, like, a, a philosophy on luck and survival and the fragility of life? You know, it's all yeah. it's all a bit, yeah. I don't know what they were trying to achieve. Mm. It's not clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only scene that I was really invested in, which was excellent writing, was when the two survivors are in the ocean after the crash and they have to get to land obviously Mm -hmm. and it was really like gripping that part Mm -hmm. and I felt like I was there (laughs) it was really good um so yeah I I didn't love it I feel like it would be a good mini series Mm. because you know you can get way more into character in tv and it's not boring yes that's um but it just didn't move along for me and I didn't love it I'm sorry no, don't be sorry. No, it's never sorry. I actually read that one about four years ago. Oh, really? So it's good to um, get a bit of a refresh oh. because I remember having similar feelings, to mm. be honest. We do have similar tastes. Yeah, we do. And thinking, oh, this looks sounds so exciting. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't quite live up to it, to it for me. It was enjoyable, no. but yeah. yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right, well, we might dive into our deep dive of bookish, <laughs> I feel like I've done this before, oh, yeah. bookish discussion, <laughs> which, as Mer said, at the top of the show, we are talking about bookish unpopular mm-hmm. opinions, which we love. So our previous episode on this was episode 14. If you missed it, you can go back and listen to that. We touched on a few things back then, but now mm-hmm. we're going to get into it again. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have a few questions that I'll ask you at the end, Yeah. but Merce, why don't you just get straight in with our first, with your first, sorry, unpopular bookish opinion. Okay. So one of mine, and this will probably appall some people, (laughs) is that I have separated my series and authors on my bookshelf because they're not the same color. What do you mean? As in like, you know how people put series together? Yeah. You know, on a bookshelf, which makes sense. Yes. Mine are all split up because they're not the same color. Oh, of course, because oh, you've got a rainbow bookshelf. I've got a rainbow bookshelf. <laughs> so I'm sorry if that deeply offends some people, but that's just, I think it's okay. I yeah. think that's okay. That is okay. You know what, though? That was part of the reason why I decided to go, because I used to have a rainbow bookshelf, mm-hmm. and now I no longer have one. I have it alphabetized and categorized. <laughs> alphabetized. <laughs> and... um. That was part of the reason is yeah. because I wanted to put my series together. You know what? But I've I had, understand both sides. Yeah. I've had the Rainbow Bookshelf for a few years now <laughs> and I'm starting to think maybe I need to go back. Right. If only because it's not as um, separated as I was like. Like some of the books aren't as clear in their colour or right. there's a lot of writing yeah. or, you know, like I have pretty things on my shelves but now I'm getting too many books so I have to take the pretty things out <laughs> so then the colours merge. It, yeah, it doesn't, so it's not as cohesive. It's not. Yeah. It's not as functional. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> so I'm yeah. thinking about it. But anyway, I have separated them and that's Ooh, how it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. What about you, Sam? One of mine is that I have never read, this will shock and abhor, not abhor. Appall. Appall. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few uh, listeners, I'm mm. sure. I have never read Anne of Green Gables <gasps> the whole way through. 
I'm shocked and appalled. <laughs> I have, what have I've, you read? I've only read the first maybe two or three chapters. Does, is that because? Oh, wait, not even books, chapters. Yes. Of the first book. Yes. <gasps> Sale. I know. <laughs> and I don't really want to. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Mercer's really struggling with this one. Um, yeah, I just, I found them, I think because they are so prosy. Yeah. And she's so, woo. <laughs> like she's like Pollyanna. And like yeah. all, she names all the places. She's so and romantic. Stuff. She and, is. Yeah. She's very much a four. Oh, <laughs> and if I knew her in real life, I probably wouldn't <laughs> like her that much, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry to all the fours. No, I don't mean fours. I mean Anne and Green Gables. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. I yeah. love the movies. Like okay. I could watch the movies all the time, but I, yes. I can't. Okay. I that's can't fine. That's one. fine. That's my I'm first okay one. Okay. Great. Also, sorry, slight side yeah. note. I never read Little Women until I was an adult. Ooh. Like only until the last couple of years. Is that because you saw the movie? No, like I loved the movies, like the 94 version yes. with uh, Renona Wider. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Ren- Ren- <laughs> Do you know who I mean? Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, um, I've I've watched the movies for years, but I only read it, and I love it. Yeah, it's a really good book. It is a great book. Anyway, what's your second one? Okay, well, mine is that I think most nonfiction would be so much better if they were about three quarters the length of they are. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. So many of them. I feel like we've t- could have we've had discussed this a good edit. <laughs> totally and been a bit more succinct oh man we cannot speak today i feel succinct. like um amelia who is one of the listeners that we have regularly is yes. a speech pathologist yeah <laughs> don't judge us amelia I mean, <laughs> maybe give us some tips later that'd be great <laughs> we often are recording when we're quite tired so i yeah. wonder if that has something to do with it. maybe okay yeah. i dislike reading hardback books oh like, agreed yes i don't Maybe these are not that unpopular. Then. Maybe maybe we're just weird. <laughs> I don't know why a lot of books come out in hardback, and I think this is a common thing over in the US as yes. well. They bring them out in hardback. And you can only then, get it in hardback. Yes, and then only then after in yeah. soft cover. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see that they're starting to do that here in Australia a bit more too with the more common um, or authors yeah. and the, the authors that will publish a book every year, you yeah. know, the regular ones. Yeah, because that always confused me when I hear on, like, um, American podcasts or whatever that they're like, oh, the release of the paperback. I was like, yes. But it's already released. I don't understand. Yes. But it makes so much more sense because yeah. we get them both released at the same time and you can choose whether or you want it's usually just in hardback. one soft cover yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I think they're beautiful often. Yes. Like they look pretty. They look amazing. Especially like a nonfiction, you know, coffee table book. Mm-hmm. I like but that's that's mm-hmm. a bit different. But um, they're pretty but they're not functional. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to drop a hardcover book on my face when I fall asleep <laughs> at night. <laughs> that's very Have I done it? Yes, but do I want it to And also it hurts your wrists when you're reading above your head. Totally. You can't <laughs> read too it heavy. as comfortably. Anyway. So true. Yeah. Okay, uh, my next one is that I'm starting to hate book titles with the word girls in them. Oh. Have you noticed, Salem, this is not a new thing, it's been around for years, but that every second book has the word girls in the title? Um, yeah, that's true. And I was reading a bit about it, and after taking out children's and young adults' books and books with less than 250 ratings on Goodreads, yeah. there are still over 800 titles with the word girl in the title. Wow. Isn't that crazy? How did you even do that? 
Um, <laughs> I just Googled a bit about girls and the book titles. I yeah. didn't I didn't do that. That was someone else did that hard work. Yeah, right. Um, and an, in, another interesting thing to note, that if a woman has written a book with the word girls in the title versus a man writing a book with the word girls in the title, the man's book is is more likely to have the main character end up dead. <laughs> Oh, like that main, that main girl, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, how weird. That is a very unusual statistic. Isn't it? I know. I I love unusual statistics. (laughs) So do I. Um, We can say statistics. I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have tried to say it a second time. (laughs) Um, But, yes, I think, I don't know. What makes you not like them? I think because I feel like people are just using them as a publishing ploy because a lot of books have done well with girl in the title. Gone girl. Gone girl, girl with a dragon tattoo. Oh, true. Um, heaps of fiction. Girl on the train. Girl on the train. The girls. Lo- lots of lots of girl. We've read lots of girl books yeah. that we've talked about on the show. Girl A. That's a new one. Out. Radium Girls. Oh, true. Lilac Girls. Oh, so many. Yeah, all of the girl. Books. Or even not just girls, but like woman yeah. or wife or yeah, like a lot of and especially in the Female. mystery thriller yes, category. Definitely. Yeah, that's women in the window. Yeah. Wife upstairs. Is that a is that a book? I feel yeah, like I just is. made that up. Oh, cool. Yeah, um. Anyway, I just I'm not. Interesting. It makes me go. That doesn't tell me anything about yeah. the book. It's just it feels like a marketing ploy. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I am still a fan of J.K. Rowling. Good. <laughs> she has tell had, us why, Sam. Well, for a lot last year there was a lot. Well, she has in the past. Mm been part of a bit of controversy um, with a few different things, Mm -hmm. but particularly last year I'm talking about with some comments she put out in support of a scientist who spoke about um, transgender Mm -hmm. people and some comments they made. She spoke out in support of this person and then was um, vilified. Vilified would be a word. A lot of people then... um, did not agree with what she said mm. and therefore would boycott her books mm. or, um, yeah, had lots to say about that. Mm. Um, however, I still, I think, good on her. And, look, I'm not going to get in too much detail, mm. but I still like her. I still loved the book that she put out last year, The Ichabog. Yeah. And I'm still going to read her stuff. So yep. it hasn't put me off at all. Good one. I'm sure some other people will be too. Like, obviously, she's super famous. But mm. that is one that a lot of people have very strong opinions on very strong opinions so just putting it out there that i'm still a fan of jk rowling nice (laughs) all right well uh my next one is that i think the lord of the rings movies are better than the books yeah Um, i don't say that about many yeah but there are a couple and lord of the rings is one of them we could have done away with tom bombadil we didn't need to read about him (laughs) he was a completely superfluous character and the books and the songs and all the songs all the elvish no (laughs) unnecessary (laughs) what would have been great if you just um just brought out some elvish language for us if only (laughs) um yes so i think that the movies are better than the books yes that's my opinion i i honestly don't remember i'm a mum read the books to us Mm. young but true I don't really remember them, so I don't Which feel like I could have a fair A big call. slog for her. I reckon. Big books. Yeah. Good effort. Good job, Mum. Uh, my next one is that I think literary fiction is really overrated. As in, there's that whole section of, I don't even know really, I couldn't even explain to you what the di- difference between 
fiction and literary fiction, that people get really um, supportive of literary fiction yeah. and it feels everyone gets a little bit superior and I don't like it. I was like, I think it's because it makes me feel dumb. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't like it. I'm like, oh, it mustn't be, it mustn't be very And I think, you no, know, I don't, no, that's not true. <laughs> I and I think it's just a fancy way to say that books are boring. <laughs> <laughs> because how often, Sal, are literary fiction, like, the very character driven, very reflective, yeah. philosophical. Yeah. Let's all very four books. <laughs> we do love you, Enneagram Fours. I'm sorry. Um, and I just, I'm so bored by them. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. They're never the books that I love. I think that, so. I just now, I know now to avoid them, and that's yeah. fine. Horses for courses. Totally. <laughs> Um, and last one on that note is that I think that the mystery thriller category gets a really bad rap. Do you? I haven't I, experienced this. Let, tell me more about it. Okay. Well, I just think that uh, a lot of people think that it's, um, I guess, easy or mm. that the writing is sloppy or that uh, there is nothing new in that category. Yeah. And, I mean, some of that could be true in some instances. But I have read some excellent mystery thriller books and as you know that's probably one of my bigger categories that I read yeah um so I don't know I just I think it needs more respect in the literary community I feel like those books never really win the big awards it's always the, that is true um it's always the literary ones yes yeah yeah like, yeah the Elizabeth Gilberts of the world always get, get the awards with the uh, city of girls yes <laughs> <laughs> It's good, mess. Step up on that Thanks. soapbox. I'll, I'll <laughs> preach until the cows come home. You said you had some questions, Sal. I did. And look, um, I just thought there might be something that our listeners might be able to think mm. about as well. Mm -hmm. Is there a book that you've hated that everyone else loved or vice versa? Like yep. you loved, everyone else hated. Can you think of anything in that category? Yes, yeah. I can. I did not like Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel, which I don't know if you've heard about. It's not yeah. super new. It's probably five years old, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's a dystopian book, yeah. uh, not young adult. And I just was a bit, it was a bit blah. It was so hyped up for me, like, because I'd heard so many people rave about it, um, that it was amazing. And it just was, It. I felt it was boring. I don't really remember what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I didn't love it. Yeah, right. Because mm. that is one that you hear about, or I hear about all yes. the time. It's like, yes. if you love Station there. Eleven, read this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. it's no Station Eleven, you know. You hear me yeah, that's that. right. And I'm like, thank goodness, I'll probably <laughs> like it. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. I'll take 12. <laughs> what about you? Well, I've talked about this before, but I will just mention The yeah. River. Oh, yes. By Peter Heller, not Peter Hellier. He's an Australian, Australian comedian. comedian. No, not him. Um, Peter Hellier. Yeah. Heller. <laughs> You're doing real well. Doing really well. I literally took that off my TBR the other day because I was like, I've heard enough people say they didn't love yeah. it that I'm never going to read it. Yeah. So just let it go. Yeah. Damn. Maybe maybe it's more unusual if you did love it then. Maybe. Yeah. Same um, person, who like, person who likes Stage 11 loves the river. <laughs> Whoever you are, come be a guest on the yeah, podcast. We want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about, okay, this is a, a controversial topic as okay. well. Oh, I love it. Some people are, feel very strongly that ebooks are not better than in person books. Sorry, print books. <laughs> in person, yeah. <laughs> or vice versa, that yeah. they think ebooks are the 
bee's knees. Yeah. And books are the way of the past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Look, I probably live in middle land. <laughs> I love land. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love I love my Kindle. It's super convenient. Yeah. I love that I can just think, oh man, I really want that book and go buy it, which, you know, speaks to a lot of things, but let's just take it at face value. Um and I think, yeah, like for travel, it's amazing. Love my Kindle. So true. But I also do like physical books. Yeah. But you know what? I now am, I probably am more on the digital side of things, including audiobooks in that. So I probably am on the audiobook, ebook kind of side of things, just because at one, it's cheaper. True. It's more accessible. I can listen while I'm, I can do two things at once. Yeah. It, it takes more mental energy for me to sit down with a physical book True. than for me to just pull out one of the others. Yeah. But yeah, what, what about you? Yeah, I, pro I I mean, I'm same. I use both formats, mm -hmm. three formats really with audio. Mm -hmm. um, I probably sway a little bit more on the print side yeah. just because I do like to, one, I go to the library a lot. You do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and borrow a lot from there. And so I feel like I have to get through those ones. Yeah. So when I'm at home, I don't really get to my Kindle. Mm. But it is invaluable, like you say, when you go away mm -hmm. and you can take it with you or for me, I keep mine in my bag. So whenever yeah. I get those like time in the car or waiting somewhere, yeah. then I just whip that bad boy <laughs> yeah. out and we always made it <laughs> and then, um, keep going like you know i use yeah. that while i'm out and about yeah but in general i prefer print yeah just because of the i don't know i just prefer it in i feel like i take it in a bit better oh, interesting also that in the kindle the fact that it takes a bit of effort to skip back if you've missed yeah that is like, very true if if it's a little bit of a confusing like who's talking here mm -hmm. or who is this character that i've forgotten where they're from yeah, yeah so I there, are, there are pros and cons mm -hmm. and i definitely have seen the value of an ebook. Yep. But in general, I prefer print. So there we go. We there differ we on go. that. <laughs> Excellent. And we are going to have a uh, Instagram story up in the next couple of days uh, asking you what maybe a book that you hate or love that other people love or hate. <laughs> yeah. And also some bookish uh, unpopular opinions. Yes. We would love to hear from people actually because it's yep. I find it so interesting. Because we know you have them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Last time, I mean, you know, the Harry Potter thing. Yes. That, that, that was, came out. That was really interesting. Go back to episode 14 if you want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that wraps up our little deep dive discussion today. Uh, if you want to contact us, we are on Instagram at thebookplace.pod. We love your interaction with us. Thank you so much for listening today. It really it really is so much fun to do this. And mm. like Mel said at the top of the show, we will really miss mm. doing this every, every day. The bookish community is really fun. It is. And, um, yeah, so we, um, if you would like, to find us, we are on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, everywhere, Google. Um, and if you'd like to rate and review us, you can still do that yes. on Apple Podcasts. So we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, while I'm speaking, why don't you <laughs> get into what's bringing you joy this week, Nurse? Well, uh, I have a few things. Great. Well, a couple of things. <laughs> oh, My always. first one is always. <laughs> 
My first one is iced coffee. I am not a coffee drinker and oh, it's the gateway. It's, it's my gateway and I'm <laughs> I have mixed feelings about it. I'm not going to lie because I love that I don't drink coffee. I love yeah. that I don't need anything. It's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> but in the summer I kind of dabbled in some iced coffee and I really love having another drink option. Yeah. I <laughs> and, feel like you are me two years ago. Oh, so, no. no. <laughs> yeah, great. Slippery slope. <laughs> um, and also, like, this is weird, but I like having a semi-savory drink. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I drink it slower. Yeah. It's less like a sugar hit. Because I normally am like a chai latte yeah. or a, like yeah, a smoothie, smoothie or something. Like yeah, a smoothie. Yep. With someone, yeah. you have a drink. Um, but I've just, and I don't, I've never drunk hot, hot coffee and I don't know that does not appeal to me at all, to be mm. honest. So I'm firmly on the iced coffee train right now, but yeah, I don't know. Ask me in a year. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I never thought, I, I feel like I was exactly like that. Like, I'm like, no, nah, I don't need coffee to get me through the day. No, and I, I don't know. I don't like on things. I can happily not have it. Like yeah. I didn't have it for like two weeks over the holidays and yeah. I still have it maybe once or twice a week. But it is bringing me joy. Yeah. And I've gotten through seven years of shift work without it. So well I done. feel, thank you. I feel, yeah. Now I'm in nine to five and I'm like, ooh, coffee. <laughs> uh, so true. What about you? What's bringing you joy, Sam? Okay. Well, I have two products actually mm. that I'm going to talk about. Semi like self um, care Great. type thing. Yep. Yeah. So one is um, lavender essential oil. Mm. Uh, by doTERRA mm-hmm. that I have been using as a little roller because I've been getting quite a number of headaches. Yeah. And look, it, I never thought that I would be on the essential oil bandwagon <laughs> and I'm probably not like fully, but like I do think it really helps mm. um, for various reasons. I can't take some pain relief. So it is very, very helpful for me to have that little roller um, and it really does help. Nice. So I know that's random, but the doTERRA, lavender essential oil nice really helpful. whatever gets you through the day totally absolutely put that with some iced coffee <laughs> well <laughs> wouldn't well, help you the coffee helps. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right my next thing is a podcast episode actually it is episode number 206 of the lazy genius podcast and it is the lazy genius guide to giving great gifts oh fun. it is so good yeah. so you know i love the lazy genius her book the lazy genius way was one of my top from last year um so she did this episode it's her latest one so it's just this week um about how to use her principles to kind of decide once for giving great gifts and it was just really good I always want to be a better gift giver but like she says in her episode I'm one of those people who uh I get overwhelmed by like I'm like I wanted to give a great gift but then I end up just giving a gift card, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just, that just happens. Yeah. So I was very inspired and it's made me be like, oh, I need spreadsheets and like, <laughs> you <laughs> you go, Excel I do love a good spreadsheet. Uh, so yeah, that is the Lazy Genius Guide to Giving Great Gifts, gifts podcast, episode 206. Good. Yeah. I've recently gotten back into her me too. podcast again. So it's fun. Yeah. It's good. And side note, yeah. I got her book ordered in at the library because did you know that you can order in books from the library guys <laughs> how many more so books moments can we get in one and a bit episodes of sale about the library i know i love it guys <laughs> okay so funny. anyway i was proud of myself for that. yeah 
Uh, second thing is uh, another small little care self-care thing, which is the Burt's Bees brand of vanilla lip balm. Mm. And oh, it just smells so good. So good. I love, generally, I quite like vanilla smelling things, mm. but this is like not a sickly vanilla. It's like really pleasant. Yeah. And it actually is very, um, it feels good on. It's not sticky or anything like that. It's fairly cheap. Balmy. It's just one that I keep in my bag. It's just balmy. One that I keep in my bag and I've been using it a lot and I'm loving it. Nice. So recommend Burt's Bees Vanilla Flavoured Lip Balm. Nice. Mm. All right. Well, that wraps up our show for this week. Um, like Sal said, you can find us on Instagram at theboogplace.pod. You can share it with your friends to get in for that uh, final episode next week. Mm. We've got lots of good stuff in store and we are really excited. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.